You're listening to the Catalyst Church of Carrollton podcast. We hope this message speaks to you and encourages you. You can find more messages by searching Catalyst Church of Carrollton on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Learn more at IamCatalyst.net. The Word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. Can we celebrate that? That is Christmas. Uh, That is Christmas. He is in your Kool-Aid. He is engaged and invested in your life. And it is awesome and it is crazy. And I got something for whatever you're in today. I want you to go out of here and I want you to know that God's got something you can grab hold of no matter what you're in. Good, bad, in between, mo money, no money, mo problems, no problems, you the problem, I don't know. But I got something for you. Christmas is crazy and Christmas has something for you. I want you to see this right now. Life can look like that. Anybody this new, uh, you may not know this. That's, that's just an example of my message notes. That's what it is. I'm going to tell you. Okay, we'll throw it back up there for a few more seconds, Will. Uh, that, a good life can look like that. I'm not just talking about bad. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about your life. You need to get your stuff together. We're going to talk about that too. You need to stop doing some things that you're doing that are destroying your life and, and squelching the promise. I'm talking about a good life, good growth. Promotion, more money. Uh, you're in a season as a young parent, you're chasing your kids around. That's a, that, that good. Growth can look like that. A good message can look like that. Because I'm going to tell you, that's what my message usually looks like on Saturday when it's ready to be preached. I can promise you that's a clear message. That's a clear message in my mind. You just don't understand my process. You don't understand my methods. And if you think that my messages, my methods and process are crazy, uh, the one who made your crazy and mine is a lot worse than me because the Bible says in Isaiah that his ways are higher than our ways. They are not our ways. And, and, and so what I want to do today is I want to speak to your crazy because Christmas is crazy. And I can't speak to God's process and details all the time. I can't speak to his methods just like you. What you just saw, can we throw that message, those message notes up again? What you see right there is for many of you, uh, you see craziness and confusion. And you see your eyes may even cross. And some of you, I've heard people say, man, if I look at that long, I'm going to get a headache and an anxiety attack. That's what you see. Because you don't understand my methods. And honestly, all of us in seasons of our life can't understand God's methods and process. But I'm going to tell you, I may not be able to speak to that. But Christmas, the promise, principles, and hope of Christmas uh, can speak to your crazy. Tell somebody, say, Ben can speak to your crazy. Christmas can. Lord, right now, I ask you to do that. Help me uh, preach uh, clearly and quickly and concisely. Uh, and help me speak to whatever's anybody in here, everybody who ever listens to this message. Help me speak something from you that can grab hold of them in Jesus' name. Amen. Tell somebody, say Christmas is crazy as you're seated. I just want to speak to whatever you're in. I want Christmas to speak to it because there are some principles and some promises uh, to whatever you're in right now that they apply. They apply. God is in the delay. Let's just sink right in the outline. God is in your delay. He's working in what you're waiting on. The things you're believing God for. The things some of you for, uh, you, you, you stop believing God for. You're in between. Uh, the Bible teaches that, there, that uh, God will make a way in the wilderness 
The wilderness in the Old Testament was the in-between for Israel. They were not who they used to be. They were not slaves in Egypt, but they were also not in the promised land where God was leading them. They were in process. Uh, the wildernesses were are in-between. You're waiting. You're not where you used to be. You're not who you used to be, but you're not where you're going to be and where God's taking you. Waiting. And when God says he will make a way in the wilderness, what he's saying is I'm working in it. I'm not making a way out of the wilderness. I'm working in the wilderness. Say God's in the delay. Whatever you're waiting on, God is in the delay. And I'm going to tell you straight up. I'm going to go ahead and make you mad because God's going to do it too. God is slow. You may not like it. He's slow. He is slow. Christmas was slow. 4,000 years. I've taught on it the first two weeks of the series. If you missed it, you can check it out on all our platforms. It was 4,000 years between the God, uh, the, the promise God made to Abraham and the promise actually happening on Christmas. God is slow. Go ahead and say it to your neighbor. Say, it ain't sacrilegious. It's very faith-filled. Say, God is slow. You may not like it, he is slow. You're not going to like it, just like you may not like what I'm saying to you or going to the dentist or the doctor or whatever, but God is slow. He is slow. The Bible says about Christmas, it says, but when the fullness of the time had come, the fullness of the time, his time, not yours, his details, not yours, not mine, when the fullness of the time had come, the Bible says God sent forth his son. He is slow. God doesn't move. The fullness of the time, the fullness of the time, it took forever. It took 4,000 years, but when the time was right. See, God is a God of timing, and many times he's a God of delay um, because he's doing something in the delay. Say it again. Say, God is slow. Think about the things that you are truly, you felt like you've struggled your whole life and you're trying to get to places and promises that seem never ending. There's always challenges. You want something to go smooth, and just say this. Say, God is slow. He is slow. You are not privy to the details. Can we throw those notes up again, Will? You are not privy to God's details. You are not privy to his process. But you are promised that he is in the delay. When the fullness of the time had come, God sent his son. There is going to be every one of you in this room, whether you get his promises or don't, there are going to be long, lonely seasons in your life. There are going to be hard lessons and tough losses to the day you die because God is a God of process and delay. And he promises you that he is working in it. But I'm going to tell you, he is slow. He is not random. Christmas was very calculated. I I don't have time to explain to you how perfect of a time that God chose to send Jesus. It's the only reason. The time that God sent, that the Father sent Jesus is the only reason the gospel's across the world all these years later. God was so precise, but he doesn't give you the details. He gives you the promise. He is in the delay in your life. Some of you, you've been to everybody else's weddings. You've constantly, you've been celebrating everybody else's weddings. You've been in them. You want your person. You want to get married. You want what God has for you. I'm going to tell you right now, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I can't give you the details, but I'm going to tell you right now, he's protecting you. He's working on you. And what you keep doing is you're forcing things. Because I'm going to tell you, when you rush anything in your life, it is a reflection of your lack of faith, not God's lack of work. 
And when you rush things, God is trying to protect you. He's not trying to protect. We like to say, yeah, he's protecting me from the wrong people. No, you are the wrong person because when, I, I learned for years, I realized my whole life people would tell me, man, they tell me that, man, God's protecting you. And it doesn't even feel good when your mama says it. You know, your mama tells you, it's like, mama, you biased. But I'm going to tell you, she was telling the truth. Everybody else was. God was protecting me, not from the wrong person. When you're attracted to the wrong people, you're not the right person yet and you're not ready. And God is going to call, God will allow rejection in your life. He's protecting you. You know, when Angie and I happened, it, did, it happened in the fullness of the time. Oh, I was single all those years. I was struggling a lot of those years too. But I'm going to tell you, Angie was rebuilding her life after being widowed. And she was serving in the church. Because I don't care how difficult your life is. You still need to be seeking God because he's working in whatever you're dealing with. Angie was rebuilding her life. I was doing ministry because I was an associate pastor in that church. And you know what happened? It just happened. I wasn't trying to get dates. She wasn't trying to get some company and companionship because she was a single mama. It just happened suddenly, slowly, suddenly in the fullness of the time because that's how God works and if you're willing to trust him in the process and know he's working in the delay he is protecting you I was not even close to being able I could have been a good husband but I wouldn't have been able to enjoy being a good husband tell somebody say God is slow so you've been from fertility clinic to fertility clinic. You want to be a mama. God knows you want to be a mama too. I can't promise you the details. I can't tell you what it's going to look like. Can we throw that up? All my ladies in the place that you want to, can we throw that up? I can't promise you what it's going to look like. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you, he's working right now. If you will look and if you will seek him and learn, he is in the delay in your life. Some of you, you just want it simple. You just want to not struggle. You want to make ends meet. You want to have some peace in your life. You want something to go right and smooth because you're in a season of nothing but not smooth. I get it. I get it. But I'm going to tell you, he is working in the delay. God will shut doors right in your face. And if you were standing and I'm trying to push them, sometimes he'll bust your nose doing it. Things will fall through in your life. You may lose friends. You will lose friends. Because if you truly go to next levels, there's always going to be relationships you lose going to the next one. Because not everybody's meant to grow in the direction you're growing. You don't have to prove who's right and who's wrong. You just got to grow. God is in the delay. And I'm going to tell you, if you will trust him in the fullness of the time, suddenly, when you are ready, God will open up doors and opportunities that were way better than the ones that you lost and got the door shut on you. He will give you good friends that are better for the next season that support you, challenge you, call you out on your crap, but they are growing in the same direction and aiming for the same things. You may be lonely right now trying to look for people. I'm telling you, I've seen it season after season. God has provided the people that needed to be in my life on the season to season as long as I trusted him. He is in your delay. I don't know what it is. I don't know what you're waiting on. I don't know what you truly want. God knows but the fullness of the time, those fullness, the best things in life, the God things, the good, not just the good things, the God things, they don't happen quickly. They happen in the fullness of the time. The fullness of the time. And God is working right now in this season. Some things you're begging to get out of, he is in. And that is the promise. That is the principle. It is not just the encouragement of, and hope of Christmas. It is the challenge. Do you trust me right now that I am working in whatever you're believing for? I know you're tired of being broke and you're tired and you're struggling. And you're like, I'm just tired. I'm getting tired of waiting. I'm going to tell you, the worst thing you can do is start living and, and, and getting tired and stop, stop pursuing him. 
Some of you, your worst decisions, the worst decisions you've ever made are the ones that you got tired of waiting on God and you did your own thing. You rust, or, you rust it. And you're like, I'm just tired, man. I've been broke my whole life. I ain't never had nothing. I want to have what my friends got. I want to have what I've been believing for. That I want to be the parent that I look at other parents and I'm like, man, I want to be that type of parent. Well, listen to me. Israel wanted that. Israel got tired. They got tired. I've talked about it the last two weeks. When God spoke to Zechariah to set up that first Christmas, Israel had not experienced, they had not experienced the promise, the presence, and the potential of God in 400 years. When you see the setup of Zechariah to, to initiate and communicate that first Christmas, Zechariah had not heard God. He had not experienced what you have experienced from God. Years, years. Some of, he'd heard his, his ancestors talk about it. You've heard preachers on the stage talk about what God can do in your life. But that first setup for Christmas when Zechariah, his entire people, you know what he was doing? He was worshiping. Some of you, the joy of the Lord and the presence of God feels like a lifetime ago. But Zechariah was still worshiping that day. He was in the temple. The Bible says he was burning incense, which means he was praying on the inside of the temple and everybody else was praying on the outside. And they had not felt or experienced anything from God in 400 years because it was a season, like I talked about last week, where God took his hands off so that they would finally be broken enough to see him and to quit self-destructing. And Zechariah's worshiping. He's still coming. He's still worshiping. Some of you, you quit. You quit coming to the altar. You quit worshiping. You quit reading scripture. You quit really caring. You may show up to church every Sunday, but you really ain't seen much and experienced much from him. And Zachariah is worshiping, and God comes to him. He says, Zach, I got, Z, I got an announcement to make, bro. Think about it. First guy in 400 years to have an experience from God. And he's by himself, he's alone. Because a lot of times when God speaks to you the most, you're eating in a room full of people, it's a room by yourself, just you and him. Sometimes no money, no friends. Sometimes you got to rebuild something. And he speaks to Z. He says, Z, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm doing something. And everybody thought that your wife Elizabeth and you were too old to have a baby, but there's some bread in Elizabeth's oven. And I want you to name her. Everybody said it. I want you to name, I want you to name him John. And who John was going to be was John the Baptist. John the Baptist was prophesied to be the forerunner of Jesus. See, when you make a promise 4,000 years before and the promise is happening, you need somebody with a big mouth to go tell everybody it's happening. That was John the Baptist. And God put the baby in the family of, a, of, a, of a two people that never stopped seeking God even though they stopped seeing him years before and their ancestors did too. You're in a dry season, you ain't heard from from a while, listen, he's in the delay. He's in whatever you're waiting on. He says, you're going to have a baby. John the Baptist, or Zechariah does exactly, exactly what we do. He doubted. I mean, think about it. When God actually tells you, I want you to do this, you do what you doubt. I can't do that. People tell you, you're, you're so smart. No, I'm not. You, you got so much to offer. No, I don't. You go in a room, you're timid. That's what he does. He doubted. You know what God did? God muted him. Zechariah walked out of the temple. He couldn't even tell everybody that God had spoke to him. And God muted Zechariah until the promise was fulfilled and his son, John the Baptist, was born. 
And when he muted him, he says this. I love the scripture, y'all. Y'all love the scripture? If you don't, I hope you fall in love with it. Because God says to to Z, he says, for my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. The proper time. You doubt it. I know you're still here, but you doubt it. My words in your life, not It's not what you think the proper time is going to be. It's not what you think it should look like. It's not going to happen while you're manipulating to make things happen and stressing out and freaking out, forcing things, um, settling for less by your self-destructive, stubborn patterns and decisions Uh -uh. at the proper time. When I say the fullness of the time is my words will come to pass. You're either on board or you're not, but I'm working right now. That is the promise and principles and application of Christmas. And I'm going to tell you, um, you either, he is working right now. You may be a single mama and you're alone and you feel like you got no help. You may be trying your best to get that promotion and you were giving your career everything you got and you got nothing left. I'm telling you, I don't know what your next steps are. I can't give you the details, but I'm going to tell you he's working in the delay. He's working in it. And also he's working in the disruption. He's working in the disruption. God is a God of disruption because he's working in disruption. He's working in disruption. He came to Mary and Joseph and what he's saying? He said, I got an announcement to make to both of you. Gabriel brought it, the announcement. By the way, Gabriel, uh, that Gabriel back then was nothing like my son G. That was a pretty awesome Gabriel. I was like, I'm so proud of that. He's quoting screen. He's a PK through and through. Goodness gracious. Uh, God says, I got an announcement to make. During the six months of, you talk about disruption, man. God is going to mess up everything. He's going to disrupt your life because he does it for a reason. Watch this. During, uh, during Elizabeth's six month of pregnancy, God sent an angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin. She was engaged to marry a man named Joseph from the family of David. Her name was Mary. The angel came, and said, came to her and said, greetings, the Lord has blessed you. And is with you. That sounds good. That's like that welcome to Walmart. Burger King, have, your, have it your way. Tell me what you want. What do you have type varsity? You know, that sounds good, right? But it didn't. Why does Mary respond like this? But Mary was very startled by what the angel said. And wondered what this greeting might mean. The reason that she was startled and scared is because they knew better than we do that God. See, we don't understand. We live in America. We're entitled. We get what we want or we gripe about it and get on and try to run everybody in the ground about it. See, they knew better than we do that God was a God of disruption. See, he pushes you out of your boundaries and the ceilings that you placed on yourself. How does he do that? He disrupts your plans. He makes you uncomfortable. God is a God of disruption because the only way that you're going to move past the limitations that you placed on yourself and your insecurities have caused you to live in and stay in, the only way to do that is to make you uncomfortable. You wonder why I make y'all talk all the time? It wouldn't give me, it still to this day gives me anxiety when I'm in other rooms that, do, that pastors do it. But you know why I do it? Because I want you uncomfortable. I want to get you in here. We're going to be sweet. We're going to feed you breakfast. We're going, to, we're, going to, we're going to have some great worship. But when I get on this stage, I want to hit you in the heart because God wants to push you. God is a God of disruption. His love doesn't just encourage you and appease you. It challenges you to do more and be more because God has more for you. And Mary knew. Mary's like, it's my wedding day. God, what you, you're about to mess everything up. 
Greetings. You, have, you found favor with God. Oh, Lord, I know what that means. You hear God's favor. You hear God's favor. You think the coach likes you and is going to play you all the time. Uh-uh, that ain't the way favor works in God's kingdom. She was startled. What's he about to do? I'm about to get married. I got my plans laid out. What? He's in the disruption. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. <laughs> Easier said than done, Gabe. God has shown you his grace. That sounds good. I like grace. Listen, you will become pregnant and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. We love saying all this at Christmas like it sounds good. We love saying this like it's convenient. Oh, it's good news, man. I wish I'd have been married. I wish I'd have been that godly. The Lord God will give, give him the throne of King David. What if God told you your son was going to be the next big thing and change the entire world? He will rule over the people of Jacob forever and his kingdom will never end. And Mary, that all sounds good, but she had to address the elephant in the room. How in the world is that going to happen since I'm a virgin? Because, see, we write rap songs about cheaters. They stoned you. They killed you. If Joseph doesn't handle this, honestly, every, anybody but Joseph, she would have been dead. It wasn't just look at you and call you a cheater or put something on social media. Uh-uh. The law said to stone her. What you talking about? I'm going to get a son to change the world. I ain't even going to live past tomorrow. How in the world is this? I need details, God. I need some explanations. I need to know your process because you just messed everything up. Not just my wedding. You messed up my entire life with this one. Because nobody around her that was Jewish ever thought, oh man, she didn't cheat. No, they, they're the ones that crucified Jesus. They never came on board with what God was doing in her life. God says this at Gabriel. God through Gabriel says. Then the angel said to Mary, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will cover you. For this reason, the baby will be holy and be called the Son of God. Now Elizabeth, John, the Baptist's parents, is also pregnant because God is doing something everywhere. Not just in your life, but your neighbors and across the world. God is always at work. Now Elizabeth, your relative, is also pregnant with a son, uh, though she is very old. Oh, I love this, y'all. We about to get excited because y'all are a sleepy crowd. And I don't like it. I it's been a while. I ain't used to this. I ain't used to this. Everyone thought she could not have a baby, but she has become pregnant uh, for six months. Uh, she has been pregnant for six months. God can do anything. I want you to think about right now what you thought you couldn't do, what you don't think you can do, what you think is too late, you're too old, you made too many bad decisions, your record don't look good, your, your, your credit score don't look good. I want you to think about it. Don't worry, I'll wait. Give you two seconds. Now I want you to say it in one voice with all you got online, scream it and wake the neighbors, drop a comment, say God can, I'm going to count to three, you're just going to say God can do anything, I'm not smooth, I know it, one, two, three, anything, anything, he did not give her details, can we throw that up right there Will, he did not give her details, 
He did not give her information. He did not give her, oh, no. He said, I am going to overshadow you and cover you. I'm going to protect you and I am working. But you don't get details. That's all you need to know. I'm going to disrupt everything because I'm going to do something. Mary said, I'm the servant of the Lord. Let this happen to me. As you say. Then the angel went away. How about Jojo, man? How about Joseph? How's this going to affect Joseph? Because I'm going to tell you, you think we live in a misogynistic world? Woo! This joker was expected to leave her, make her look bad and get her stoned. He would be emasculated. I'd be talking about at dinner, man. That's a weak man right there. I tell you what I do. I tell you what I do. A weak, I'm talking about weak is what he would be seen. They wouldn't understand. This changed his plans. This was not what he thought he was going to get in a wife. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, While she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man. Oh, man, I love what godliness looks like right here because we have lost this. He was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. Listen to me. He still thought she was creeping. He still thought she was trifling. He still thought all the things that you think and you post on social media and that you try to run your ex in the ground who did you wrong and you're still trying to do it 15 years later and it's only ruined your life, not theirs or theirs and yours. I don't know. But you know what it said he did? He didn't hear nothing from God yet. And he said he wanted to let her off quietly. Handle it in a room. One on one. That ain't the world we live in. So before I move on about disruption in your life. We don't live in that world. You want to tell everybody about it. You want to work a lot harder on them one star reviews than those five star reviews. Everybody. Ah, you, you will share posts that are negative and slanderous. And some of you are like, well, it ain't slanderous. true. It's still hateful. You want to hear Christian? Look at Jesus' daddy because that's where he learned it from. He thought he got creeped on before he walked an aisle. And it said he didn't want to get her stoned and killed. He wanted to handle it, break it off quietly. Because he understood that God is a God of disruption and things don't work out the way you want them, but it doesn't mean he's not in them. I'm done with that. By the way, did y'all see that our Joseph had forces on? (laughs) Coolest dude around. Joseph was godly, but he wasn't gangster like our Joseph, man. I'm going to tell you. I I love my church. Y'all love our church? God is doing something, man. So it says, as he considered this, how am I going to break this off quietly? How am I going to do it? Everybody's going to know, but I'm still don't, I don't, I don't want to press charges. I don't want to get I don't want to mess her up. She's already paid enough price for her mistakes and going to pay more. And as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, "Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for this child within her is was conceived by the Holy Spirit." Yep, I did it. Want to blame somebody? Blame God. By the way, some things in your life that are getting shook up and you're asking God, you're blaming everybody else, just go ahead, put it on him. He can handle it. 
because he's shaking some things up, even the things other people did. He allowed it to happen because he's working in your life. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through the prophet. Look, and this is the Old Testament prophecy, hundreds of years before Jesus. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. I want you to see what happened. God comes and he says, I got an announcement to make to you boys. Anybody ever been in a, dra- a family that is very dramatic or you got a lot of drama in your family and, and somebody comes up, when somebody says, oh, I got something to say, I got an announcement to make you like, grab the kids, holidays are over, bomb has been started, we got a dip right now. Yeah. That's they understood that's how God worked back in the day. And honestly, it's how he works today because he's the same God. You just, we got more resources to avoid him. I got an announcement, Mary and Joseph. You don't get your way. You don't get your prayers answered. They're not going to understand. They're going to judge you. They are not going to come on board. They are not going to believe in you. But this is what I'm asking you to do. This is what they got. Can we throw it up there, Will? They got that. But they trusted him. Mary said, I'm your servant. Let this happen to me as you say. And I love Joseph. Didn't even say nothing. He got out of bed and he did what God asked I love it. You open your heart and you follow through and do it with your life. We love to talk about faith. Everybody like, look, I'm speaking life over my situation, but are you getting out of bed and pursuing life over your situation? Because I'm going to tell you, whatever you've been dealt, whatever tragedy this year, whatever didn't work out the way you wanted it to, the promise of Christmas isn't just chestnuts over open fire. The best is yet to come when you die one day and at least you ain't going to be broke. The best is yet to come when you get up and say, God, you're in it all. And I'm not just going to say it. I'm going to step to it. He is in the disruption. He is in the disruption. And lastly, I want to, listen, listen, you've lost your character and your faith. You have lost years of your life trying to figure this out right here, Will. You've been trying to figure all this out. Things that don't make sense to you. Why they did this, why they did that, why you lost your daddy, why you never had a daddy, why your mama is who, who she is. You've been, you spent your whole life living there. People look at my message, those are like, nobody can plagiarize your notes. No, I'll tell them my message. What you're not going to be able to follow is my process. You can't follow my process. That took me years to figure out what works for me. You think you're going to figure out God's? You're going to see a casket going in the ground and you're going to think God's as dead as the person that died. But the promise of Christmas is he's not just for you. He is in the delay. He is working in the disruption. And he has announcements and assignments for you. Connor, can you go ahead and come on up? He has announcements and he has assignments for you. And the same principles and applications if you want to follow him and trust him. For Mary, for Joseph, for Zachariah, for those of you who hadn't experienced much of God in your life. Maybe some of you, you've never truly had faith. You've never truly experienced God because a lot of churches have a lot of cool contemporary going on. But I'm going to tell you, they really aren't going to the presence of God. They're not pursuing that. 
they're preaching great sermons and information. I'm talking about intimacy with your Savior. He is for you. Joe came this morning. We prayed. We pray over the seats every morning. Me and Connor and Joe Parsons joined us, and he prayed and he said this. I want to write it down. He said, "God, I did write it down." He said, uh, "God, let people feel like you and me in that truck this week, where I heard you and felt you is clear." friendship. He prayed that over every one of you and that is the promise of Christmas. You can experience him. He is a friend that sits closer than a brother, the Bible says. He loves you. He is for you. He is in whatever you're dealing with. He is in. You need to get out of your head. You need to get out of your feelings. You need you. I know you're struggling and you're tired of waiting. I know that you're tired of struggling but he's working. Tell somebody right now, say he's working. He's working in your life. Some of you are like, no, it'll never be the same again. It'll never be the same again. It'll, it may not be the same again, but it can still be good. It can still be God. It can still be in the fullness of the time. Don't care what you wasted. Don't care what you lost. I care about you, and God cares about you, and he is working. And whatever crazy you're dealing with, he can speak to it and change it. And he, he will change you in the process. But do you believe it, say it, and get up and step to it every single day? Because that is the only way. Thanks for listening. We'd love to know your story. Let us know how this message impacts your life. You can message us at info at imcatalyst.net. We're here for you and we are for you. If you have a prayer request, you can message us at prayer at IamCatalyst.net. To keep up with what's going on at Catalyst Church in Carrollton, visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Jesus cares about you. We care about you. And we hope you join us again on the Catalyst Church of Carrollton podcast.